thank you for plugging in to the Salty SEC Podcast. This is Zach. Let's get ready to have a great show. Here we go. Welcome back, all you SEC fans. I want to thank you for plugging back in with us. I know we missed last week's games. Uh, we were out of town tr- doing some traveling, visiting uh, friends and family in Birmingham, as well as in Orlando. Had a wedding to attend in Birmingham. It was a great time, uh, but it kept me away from uh, the studio, so I wasn't able to do any recording uh, and give you guys the the updates and analysis that uh, you guys look forward to. Um, But here we are, we're back at it, and hope to have a great show. Uh, So just because we did miss miss, uh, week eight, um, and because we didn't have a chance to recap week seven, we will do uh, both uh, this week. We didn't make any predictions for week eight, eight, so we'll just recap those games, and we will just kind of not count that against our tally since uh, you guys don't know what I predicted, and I never published it, so uh, we'll just kind of go from there. But we're going to do this pretty quickly because uh, we are still short on time. We've been pretty busy here on our end, uh, but we did want to get this podcast thrown together for you guys so you'd have something for week nine. Hope everyone's having a great time, so let's get to it. So we are going to dip back to week seven, just recap those games uh obviously some uh, some some surprising games in week seven we predicted georgia over south carolina with a predicted score of 38 to 13 but of course south carolina shocked the world with an overtime victory winning 20 to 17 we predicted mississippi state beating tennessee 26 to 17 and the vols ruined that prediction by defeating the bulldogs 20 to 10 we had Alabama defeating Texas A&M 48-24, and we weren't too far off as Alabama beat the Aggies 47-28. Vanderbilt disappointed the league and themselves as they lost to UNLV, a team they were favored to beat by 15, and they lost by a final score of 34-10. We had falsely predicted Vandy winning 27-23. to Missouri defeated Ole Miss 38-27, and we had predicted a victory for the Tigers of 30-17. Uh, Kentucky took on Arkansas in Week 7, and we predicted a close game with Kentucky winning 30-28. The actual outcome was close, but not quite as high scoring, with Kentucky winning by 4, 24-20. And finally, wrapping up Week 7's predictions, we had LSU defeating Florida 36-17, with the actual result being a little more high scoring, uh, 42 to 28 in favor of the Tigers. It was a down week for us as we finished four and three on our predictions in week seven. That's our worst week so far this season, and that places us at 50 and 14 on the year. We did not have episode um, for week eight as we discussed um, due to traveling. Um, but we will recap week eight's week eight scores for you anyway, uh, just without the prediction. Alabama defeated Tennessee 35 to 13. That makes 13 straight wins for Alabama over Tennessee in that series. 
Florida defeated South Carolina 38-27 in a wet game, which was mired by controversy. I don't think South Carolina would have won, even if the controversial calls, or should I say no calls, had occurred. But if you're a South Carolina fan, you will be asking yourself for for um, what if for a long time to come. Auburn destroyed Arkansas 51-10, and their freshman quarterback, Bo Nix, had his best performance statistically of the season, completing 70% of his passes with three touchdowns through the air and one on the ground. LSU defeated Mississippi State 36-13, and while the Bulldogs stifled the LSU offense early, limiting the Tigers to three field goals to start the game, the explosive LSU offense finally sparked and caught fire, scoring four touchdowns before Mississippi State posted a final TD late, making it appear somewhat less embarrassing. A shocker incurred uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a shocker occurred in a half-empty Vanderbilt Stadium as the Con- Commodores took down a ranked opponent in Missouri with the final of 21 to 14. Junior quarterback Mo Hassan was effective in his first appearance under center, completing 63% of his passes for 120 yards and one touchdown. He also rushed for 34 yards on nine carries. He, however, is under the concussion protocol following a hit in last weekend's game, so his next appearance may be delayed. Georgia defeated Kentucky 21-0 in a lackluster performance by both squads, prompting some critics to call out Georgia's play calling and their offensive coordinator. It was a scoreless game after two quarters, so it's easy for some to pick at Georgia's offense, which had returned six starters, but we should also recognize that this Kentucky program has improved in recent years and is no longer the pushover of the SEC. Perhaps this tough victory for Georgia will light a fire under them, propelling them to the SEC title game, but we shall soon find out. And finally, wrapping up Week 8, we had Texas A&M uh, defeating Ole Miss 24-17. Uh, Aggies quarterback Kellen Mond posted a season-low 57.2 QBR as he threw two interceptions, was sacked four times, and only completed 57% of his passes. Mond had high hopes for the season, and while some of his stats are better than last season, he appears to have regressed overall, leading to a lot of struggles for the Aggies and their offense. And as I did state earlier in the podcast, we are going to kind of go quick today. Um, It's going to be a short podcast just to kind of get back into the flow and just give you the information you need. Uh, But before we get into week nine predictions in the SEC, we do want to give a shout out uh, to our friends at yellowhammer.org. Yellowhammer has been in business since 2009, and they offer quality products that are hand-printed and designed in Birmingham, Alabama. I know they have a line of product for Alabama fans, and I believe they are working on product for Auburn fans as well. They do excellent work, and I've been friends with uh, one of the owners, Brett Forsyth, for many years. Uh, They're a great team, offer great service, uh, and do excellent work. So if you need anything hand-printed, whether it's t-shirts, posters, even some... uh, Stationary-type products, I believe. Uh, They do an excellent job. Give them a shout. You can find them at yellowhammer.org. That's yellowhammer.org. Okay, this brings us to Week 9 in the Salty SEC. First up, we have Alabama hosting Arkansas for their homecoming game. Alabama's favored by 31 points. 
And that's even with their starting quarterback, Tua Tungavaloa, out following an injury in last week's game. Alabama will lean more on their ground game as they utilize a backup quarterback in Mac Jones, who gets his first career start. But will it be effective when the Razorbacks know what's coming? Arkansas does surrender 192 yards on the ground per game, but the rushing attack has not been Alabama's strongest feature this season. With that said, Alabama should still come away victorious in this game. We predict a final of 31-17. to Mississippi State travels to Texas A&M, sporting a three-game winning streak against the Aggies. Mississippi State has one of the best running backs in the league in junior, Kylan Hill, who has 643 yards on the season. He'll be tested in this matchup as the Aggies have been pretty sound against the run, allowing just 135 yards per game on the ground. The Aggies, led by the veteran Kellen Mon, should be able to move the ball through the air against the Bulldogs, and with the Aggies having an advantage at the QB position, they should come away with the win. Our salty SEC prediction is Texas A&M 28, Mississippi State 20. Tennessee hosts South Carolina in what feels like Tennessee's 20th home game this season. I mean, honestly, I feel like the Vols have played every game this season in Knoxville. Anyway, the Vols are 25-10 all-time versus the Gamecocks, but South Carolina has won the last three in the series. Both teams are coming in off a loss from last week, so it'll be interesting to see which team can shrug off the defeat and turn their season around. Freshman quarterback Ryan Helinski has been serviceable so far this season as the South Carolina quarterback, limiting his mistakes, but he'll need help from his running back, Clemson transfer Tavian Feaster. Feaster averages 6 yards per carry, but it does drop to 4.3 yards per touch when playing away from home. Tennessee counters with their own solid running back, Ty Chandler, who averages 5.4 yards per carry when playing in Knoxville, which we've already noted has been pretty much the location of every Vol game this season. This game should be tight, provided both teams are eager to rebound from last week's loss, but we predict a victory for South Carolina, 26-18. The Kentucky Wildcats welcome Missouri to their campus this weekend in yet another matchup that features two SEC teams coming in off losses. Kentucky has won four straight against the Tigers, but Missouri brings in a tough defense, one that has been flying under the radar most of the season, overshadowed by the arrival and play of Clemson transfer Kelly Bryant. Kentucky, starting Sawyer Smith in lieu of the injured Terry Wilson, will struggle to move the ball against the Missouri defense, and Bryant, while not blowing the doors uh, down with his 67.7 QBR, will be successful in distributing the ball around the field to his targets. It may start close, but Missouri should pull away in the second half. We predict a final of 31-14 in favor of Missouri. And finally, in a matchup of two top 10 teams, Auburn takes on LSU in Baton Rouge. LSU leads the series 30-22 and has won the last two in the series by a total of five points. Both teams are great at defending the run, with neither team allowing opponents more than 100 yards on the ground per game. Both defenses allow nearly the exact same yardage through the air against opponents, which is right around 225 yards per game. 
The trouble I spot, I spot for Auburn is they've had greater success rushing this, this season versus passing it, which plays right into LSU's defense. For LSU, their offense has been successful passing, averaging nearly twice as many passing yards per game than Auburn. Can Auburn's defensive secondary keep their team in this rivalry game, or will LSU's quarterback Joe Burrow provide another Heisman-worthy performance? History shows that these two pl teams play it close and tight, with the series going back and forth. I predict Auburn will come out hard, using game film from the first half of the Mississippi State-LSU game to find ways to slow down the LSU offense, but it won't be enough. As LSU will outlast the Tigers of Auburn in a classic showdown, the salty SEC prediction, LSU 28, Auburn 18. So that does wrap up week nine in the SEC for this episode. I Like I said, we are going to keep it short, just get us back rolling after missing last week. Uh, I hope everyone's enjoying the season so far and enjoying the podcast. And I do thank you for listening and, and giving us the opportunity to provide this information to you. We do enjoy doing this and uh, hope that it's helpful. I do not encourage to use our services as a way to bet uh, and gamble, even though we've been pretty successful, 50-14 and 14 overall this season. But we're just picking the winners. We're not playing against the spread. Uh, although some of our predictions have been pretty spot on or pretty close. Um, but just use this for fun. And hopefully, you know, you guys uh, learn a little bit more. I know that I've, through doing this podcast, I have learned a lot more about uh, opposing teams in the SEC um, than I had before. It's, it's great, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's made it a lot more enjoyable this season. But I want to thank you once again for plugging in. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks again, and you've been listening to the Salty SEC Podcast. It's such a shame that we broke the chain.